I'm James Rule. Welcome to the Lonely Leader Podcast, where we help existing and aspiring leaders find clarity, build resilience, drive performance, and enhance fulfillment. I'm going to talk a little bit today about the two biggest objections I hear most frequently from clients that I coach and mentor. Number one, I don't have time. And number two, I struggle to be present. The two naturally have some synergy, but let's start with I don't have time. That is articulated in a variety of ways, but some of the most frequently heard articulations are, I don't have time to work on my growth and development. I don't have time to acquire the new skills, knowledge, insights that would advance me professionally. I don't have time to be able to work on my physical health and fitness. I don't have time to be as connected as I would like to be with my staff or with my friendship group. The frustration around presence is often articulated to me in two core areas. One, a lack of presence with immediate loved ones, so our husband or wife. And secondly, a frustration at the lack of presence with children. So being physically present, but not really emotionally and mentally as present as you would like to be. So as I said, these both have a lot of synergy. And the harsh reality is, that we do have time. And the reality is we need to change our mindset of what is important, how we approach our time management, and we can create time to focus on what truly matters to us. So a stat that shocked me recently was that the average adult now spends enough time scrolling to be able to walk their thumb, the height of the Statue of Liberty every day. There are various pieces of research that have been done on average TV consumption, but I've looked at a multitude of them, and it averages out consistently at circa four hours of TV consumption per day for the average adult. That is the average, obviously. Some people are watching significantly more. When you then look at time spent on social media platforms, that number rises as an average over six hours a day. Now, that isn't a judgment or criticism. Again, this is just about framing how we are spending our time and providing an insight into how we can restructure that time and use it to really move us forward towards the achievement of our goals and dreams. Now, it's very easy to dismiss those statistics and say, well, that's not me. I don't do that. And for some of us, that is the case. But I always encourage clients to keep a diary, if only for just seven days, log the day in hourly blocks, and just keep a track of how you are spending your time. The majority of people that engage in that task have one overriding emotion and it's shock and a little bit of embarrassment because there in black and white is their unequivocal proof that there is a lot of time in the week that could be better utilized. So I think step one is important for all of us that we create a little bit of accountability. Genuinely, how am I using my time? And what I like to do is I'll do that exercise periodically. I'm not expecting people to keep a running diary in that level of detail week after week after week. But I do think it's a great exercise and a wonderful discipline to have to look at doing that once a quarter. And you may end up wanting to do it more frequently. Now, what I've realized, and certainly from my own experiences, is we all have something called the loop of distraction. Now, I like to visualize that's the way my mind works. So for me, I sort of visualize the loop of distraction being a bit like a train track. And you board the train, and there are then a series of stations 
that you travel around. And what's interesting here, and certainly in my case, is that it's not possible to get on the train without finishing the entire loop. So my loop of distraction had a number of stations that ran in this order. I would board the train through my mobile phone, and the first station would be my work email. And then moving out of station one into station two, I would check my admin email for the business. I would then see what was in that inbox. And then station three, my personal email. And then having looked at the email, I would come out into station four, my LinkedIn to look at the professional engagement taking place within LinkedIn. I would then come out of LinkedIn and go into WhatsApp, which I use predominantly as a personal communication tool. So I'd see if there's any messages from my wife, from my extended family or friends. And then I would move into the next station, a quick check of the news, Sky News or the BBC news websites. And I would finish with a quick glance at the sports reports on a couple of sporting websites that would allow me to check in on what's going on in the world of sport. Now, this loop had developed without me really being consciously aware of it. And as I'm talking about this, I want you to reflect on what are the stations on your loop of distraction? So I recognized that I was almost like the proverbial hamster on a wheel. Once I boarded the train, I couldn't just check my work email and then put my phone down. 99% of the time, I would go through that sequence of stations, through the email, through the LinkedIn, through the news and sport websites. Now, when I work with clients, I frequently find people have a significantly higher number of stations, particularly those who are more actively engaged on social media. They have stations that might include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. in addition to their emails, the WhatsApp, the text messages. And what's really interesting is the amount of time that can be lost going through that loop of distraction, because it's easy to go around if you don't find anything engaging at those stations. But if you find a couple of emails in the work email or the personal email, if you find a message in your WhatsApp, something on LinkedIn or one of the other social media channels, and then you end up on a website, news, sport, entertainment, and you find an article that's engaging, you will click and read it. So part of the diary exercise is to become more consciously aware of how much time are you spending going through those stations. Bringing this back to where we started, I don't have time. Some of the things that you're doing on that loop of distraction are undoubtedly integral to moving you forward towards your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. You know, we have to answer work emails. We have to be aware of what's going on on our professional channels. But if we're brutally honest with ourselves, a huge amount of that time is surfing, reading articles, and is engaging in conversations on WhatsApp that are not high priority. Again, it sounds like I'm just sitting here in an ivory tower preaching and critiquing. I'm not, because as I've shared with you there, that was my personal loop of distraction. What did I find to be transformational? Removing my ability to board the proverbial train and work through that schedule. Because I don't bounce around on my desktop going through those stations. I recognize that I can have the discipline to go into my email and stay in my email, to go into my LinkedIn and stay in my LinkedIn. It's the ease of accessibility of those stations that our mobile phones present that allowed me to get lost on that loop. So for me, it was as simple as making sure that my mobile phone is not always within reach. If I have something that needs to get completed, the most important thing I can do is place my mobile phone out of reach on a shelf in the office or even better on airplane mode or switched off entirely and that prevents me from going through that cycle 
Some of the best advice is the most simple advice. And you might be listening to this and saying, it sounds awfully patronizing. However, as with all the things I talk about, I encourage you to please try it before you dismiss it. Keep the diary. Get a little bit of a handle on how much time is spent in front of the TV, scrolling on social media. Become consciously aware of your loop of distraction. Map out the stations. We all have them. Every client I've worked with reflects and comes back and says, yep, here's a set of stations. The only variable between us all is the number of stations on that loop. Recognize where you board it. For most of us, it'll be through the phone. Phone to one side, watch the transformation, the amount of time you have available, the ability to be truly present. We only have to sit in a restaurant and look around us how disruptive mobile phones are to people being truly present with the people they are dining with. If a lack of presence is a frustration for you in your relationship, in your professional relationships, your intimate relationships, your time with your children, we have to put the phone to one side. And if you are frustrated, feeling critical of yourself, that you're not making progress in those key areas of your life, health, professional development, acquiring new skills, time with people that you love, take some time back take some control and it all starts with identifying the loop of distraction preventing the ease of accessing at station number one as with any of the tips tools or strategies that i share on this podcast i always love to hear feedback so please do look at the various ways that you can get in touch within the show notes you can connect on linkedin and send me a dm or you might prefer to use email but it's always great to hear how these insights are helping so i'd love to hear what revelations keeping a diary presented what sort of average tv viewing and social media scrolling did it identify and there's absolutely no judgment in that it's part of an ongoing research piece that i'm doing secondly it's always of interest to understand do you have a loop of distraction if you do what are the stations that you tend to move around and what I sincerely hope for you is that becoming more consciously aware of it will allow you to find a higher level of productivity and presence, both professionally and personally. It'd be wonderful to hear if it has indeed allowed you to be more productive and present. Thanks for listening to the Lonely Leader podcast. I'd be very grateful if you could share and follow if the content resonates. And if you're looking for additional free resource to support your continued growth and development, then please do check out our social media and website details in the show notes. Remember, quality leadership on the outside must always start within.